You guys, you guys, let me tell you this. I learned this <laughs> pink salt, Himalayan pink salt in water helps with cellular hydration. So essentially it's helping you to get hydrated on a cellular level. It's helping yeah. you to retain the hydration. It's healing your body from the inside out. So I like cook with Himalayan pink salt. Do you? I put it on stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. But my favorite way to do it is literally just to put like a half a teaspoon, three quarters of a teaspoon in water. It's kind of like, I, but I, I don't mind salt. Like I don't mind salty stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I just like, <laughs> my friends who taught me to do this, they call it a salt water shot. Like oh. they're like, we'll just mix it in there, knock it back. I'm like, guys, you could have more water and then you would actually get more hydrated <laughs> with the pink salt. Isn't that the point? Anyway. I've got mineral drops in my water and I've I've got a separate pink salt water. Anyway, are you guys drinking? Arlene, are you getting hydrated today? I'm worried about you. I had to like, I had to chug it. I had I couldn't just sip it. It was just very gross. And it was like so cold too. It was cold. Yeah. I can what only I know that like scientifically, yeah, cold water is not the best for your body. Okay. But it's like the way I just love to drink water. It has to be so cold lot. I'm sorry if this is so loud. Aubrey, you're, you're drinking so much up. water but no salt. So I have like a electrolyte deficiency. Yeah. Among other deficiencies. It helps. Pink salt helps with your electrolytes. Yeah. So that's why she's like, you need to just try pink salt. Totally. So here I am. I'm drinking a healthy oh. chocolate shake from Garden of Life. You're basically having a smoothie and that's, I support that. I would love to make a smoothie today. You've inspired Ooh. me. I'm going to do it. I have Garden of Life. I have the like lean and lean greens, but it's vanilla. I love vanilla. Not a big chocolate gal, if I'm honest with you. Ouch. Generally, not super into chocolate. I could pass up chocolate. How do I know if I have a deficiency? <laughs> many pregnancies, many doctor visits. <laughs> so staff knows. Uh, Megan said that she microwaved her water this morning to warm it up and then just drink it. Megan, you can't you just out of the tap, like just lukewarm water. I can just no hand idea. you one from my car. It's just as warm. Oh, Estrella, vanilla, vanilla over chocolate every single time. Me too. Really? Yeah. I am not a vanilla person. What? I don't like vanilla scented. I don't like vanilla flavored. Mm -mm. Just, what? Mm -mm. Vanilla is the vanilla of flavors. You know what I mean? Did you get that? But when, when you say something's vanilla, it's like, it's plain. That's what I'm saying. It's like standard. It's just, it's just a little sweetness. It's not, you know, you're okay. Renee, vanilla girl, looking at you. I love that traditional, <laughs> traditional. That's what we are. We're just traditional gals. <laughs> I don't need all that just super sugary sweetness in the chocolate. Uh... And here's the thing. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't like milk chocolate. That's my problem. I don't like milk ugh, at <laughs> all. I don't like milk and I don't like milk chocolate. I don't like milk, but I love milk chocolate. I love the tub of milk chocolate covered almonds from- First of all, don't say tub. It's a tub from Costco. It's a tub. <laughs> it's literally this big. Yeah, but I think they have dark. Why wouldn't you go dark? It's the sophisticated chocolate. Sure, I will eat a dark, like chocolate bar, but I'm eating chocolate covered something. I'm not that sophisticated. Yeah, dark chocolate covered almonds. Delish. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, I don't know how we got from <laughs> hydration to chocolate. That happened fast. Um, but we're here to talk about Jesus. <laughs> that's that's what we love to do here at Blessed Is She. Just love Jesus, make friends. Isn't that sweet? That's like really what we're about. Prayer and community, love Jesus, make friends. Sweet, right? Oh, I like Steph, that. What are we talking about today? We are talking about following Jesus and what being a follower is like, what yeah. being a follower in general in this world, using that word, is all about. Yeah. Um, this is your friendly reminder to mm. our YouTube and Facebook peeps. We will be cutting off at some point during this talk. I don't say cut off. You know what I mean? Okay, we will be moving over to the full version yes. on the app. Yes. <laughs> so this is a little sneak peek over yeah. on YouTube, over on Facebook. We're just starting over here to whet the appetite. Ooh. And if you want to come over to the app where 
It's the land of milk and honey. Honestly, <laughs> where life is so sweet yeah. and women are open-hearted and generous and vulnerable. It's like the most beautiful thing ever. Come on over to the app. That's where from now on, starting today in October, our conversation, our full Q&A conversations will now live on the app. So we'll get started on YouTube and Facebook, but this is your friendly reminder to come on over, join the party over on the app. Plus is she app. You can find it in your app store, you know, whatever that looks like for you. I had this, I had a friend, <laughs> a new friend. She was like, how do I get the app? I'm like, okay, you just like go to the app store. She was like, great, where is that? I'm like, she pulled down her phone. It was an Android. I was like, I, I don't know how to work. What that. is it called? I don't know how to work that thing. I was like, I could, I'm trying to think of other podcasts that say like, find the app in the Google play store. So I just said, is it maybe called Google play? Emily stripped up, found it. Oh, okay. Okay. Google play. There Thanks Renee. Renee, are you an Android? Are you a green? Texting with greens is just sending me over the edge sometimes. Texting with greens, but have the best quality photos. What? Android cameras are insane. I don't think that's real. I don't think Bad. that's true. Can someone like who has an Android, please thanks, Aubrey. Aubrey, Aubrey I don't think that's Aubrey knows real. she it's true, you know? I do believe everything that Aubrey says ever. Me too. But I, I a friend of mine has um has an Android. I mean, it's 10 years old, so that could be the problem. But I was like, what is can you even get photos on here? Best. It's insane. Best pictures, hands down. Yeah, it's Arlene's a green. I know that. Arlene's Someone a green. posted a picture of the moon the other day. Stop with the moon. I'm not a moon person, but I'm telling like the quality of it compared to like if you were to take the picture with your iPhone. Yeah. It was just like you could have seen it in an encyclopedia. Okay. I <laughs> so many things about that sentence <laughs> that I said encyclopedia. Encyclopedia. I saw the most insane moon rising on my drive up north this weekend and i tried to take a picture <laughs> what what is that it looks terrible but also i have like an a... 11. i have an old phone you know i don't know it's basically 10 years she old. has an 11 and refuses to do a software update until okay, it's updating right now i bring it up to her it's updating right now thank god for no sarai i'm also apple everything i have apple everything but i will say objectively yeah. the android camera is better quality Okay. Well, anyway. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Mary. I digress from this whole. Anyway, point being, we're just Spoiler. chatting over here. We're chit-chatting, but we're going to dive into talking about Jesus, following Jesus, how to follow Jesus in our conversation today. That will be in its fullness over on the app. So join us over there. There's time. There's time. There's 71 women just hanging out, praying with us, chatting with us, sharing their heart asking questions it's so lovely mm -hmm. it's the greatest thing ever come on over it really is like where was this seven years ago okay maria i'm sorry we're not talking about this but i just have to read this i was never a moon person this is the thing <laughs> a moon person either but recently i've been thinking about our lady as the moon reflecting the love of jesus so perfectly and now moon person i mean that'll do yeah. it <laughs> lonnie is a moon person you guys have we discovered something I'm a moon person because I think the moon, like Mary, reflects the light of the sun. S O N S. -O -N. Wow, wow, wow. Have, did you not? Have you never heard that? No. <laughs> never in my life. Okay. <laughs> well, now we know. Now we know. I I wouldn't call myself a moon person, but yeah, I've been coming around to the moon lately, guys. I th are we getting into this? Are we becoming moon people? <laughs> that sounds so funny. Aubrey, you would be a moon person. Aubrey. Listen, I love space. I'm a space person. So I should, that makes sense for me. Can someone take Beth to NASA? For the love, for the love. Please. I've been to Houston multiple times with a team, with my coworkers, and it's just the desire of my heart to go to NASA. I just love space, love the stars. Just, it's God. You know what I mean? It just speaks to me of God. Nobody ever wants to go. They're like, loser. Just they they don't don't say that. Like, Nerd. That's what they say to me. It's so mean. B.I.S. pilgrimage to NASA. Diana, this is what I'm talking about. Oh my God. You guys. Yes. You have found your moon people, Beth. You guys. <laughs> okay, can we talk about Jesus for a second? I mean, we are. 
you know, because he's in it all. He's just, he's just loving this. He's a moon person. He made the moon. Yeah. He cares about the moon. He loves that we love the moon, that it makes us think of him and his mother. Here we are talking about Jesus. I like it. Okay. I, go ahead. No, go no, ahead. no. Go you ahead. go. I was just going to say, I didn't really like, I didn't know how to appreciate nature up until a few years ago. Here we go. That's it. I came from a big city where it was just like buildings and busy. Listen, I want to talk about what we're talking about today, but this is very real. <laughs> I drove up. I drove up to the mountains this weekend, stayed in a cabin, woke up Sunday morning, rain, fog, pine trees, golden aspen leaves waving in the wind, went on a long walk with my friend. Wow. Just, I was just breathing deeply. I felt like I was coming back to life. I, I just kept saying, we're alive. <laughs> We're, we're alive. Like, this is how it feels to be alive and to be in the world. Like, the city for me is soul-sucking. And I, I just don't think I realized, like, how I was until I went to the mountains. And I don't even think I'm a mountain person. I, I'm a beach person, you know? This is a new one. Are you a moon person? Are you a mountain person? I'm a mountain person. Oh, I didn't yes. care about them before. But it's like such a like scene for my relationship with the Lord. Do you want to talk about it? Sure. It's just, you gave a talk about this. I, I did. She. Yeah. yeah. It's just where Jesus Jesus went up the mountain. Yes, He'll be he close with his father. Tune everything else out. So I just know that like the Lord calls me to have these mountain moments with him. Just tune everything out and just yeah. be really close to him. I, I want to root this. I want to frame this for you biblically. You probably already know this, but I'm going to remind you of this. I just learned last week that when God makes covenants with his people in the scriptures, it always happens on the mountain. Mm -hmm. And so when I went up, I went to the mountains two weekends in a row. When I went up last weekend, it it felt like seminal. Is that the is that the right word? What does that word mean, you guys? It feels like the right word. It felt important. It felt like this is like a threshold kind of a moment. And I was like, oh, I'm on a mountain. I'm in the mountains with the Lord. The Lord wants to speak something to me here, reveal something to me here. He wants to encounter me in a yeah. new and deeper way here. And that really like blessed, it sort of like gave proper gravity mm. to, I was on a retreat that first weekend to like what I was doing there. Oh, this, this matters. And like, even the scenery, even our surroundings matter. They're all speaking to this encounter and a revelation of God's heart to mm. me personally on a mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Arizona has like the most insanely beautiful sunsets and I didn't appreciate them until my, mm. I would like tease my friend cause she'd be like, look at the sunset. And I'm just like, okay, like it happens every day, you know, but I totally get what you're saying about like, it activates something in you yes. when you like, when you like soak in the scenery. Yeah. Like I have a clear shot of a beautiful mountain mm. in like my backyard. Like I can see it, like there's mm -hmm. nothing in the way. There's no buildings, nothing. No. And then as I'm driving into town, when I get on the freeway, there's another mountain on our, like on our right side. Wow. And I just like stare at it. And I'm just like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's beautiful because it's like hearkening back to like you've had these encounters mm -hmm. with the Lord on a mountain. Mm -hmm. So you're reminded of that. Yeah. I think even, even in a wordless way, kind of intuitively, you understand like this is something special something happened to me yeah. here it's a mountain is synonymous it's a signal grace ultimately yeah I, at the very least it's a signal grace you know aubrey said something gosh where did she say that in our little our text thread obs do you remember this and you were just sharing with us that you had a real grace over the weekend of just feeling very present mm. and i don't know if you said this or if i kind of felt the same way that that being able to be present was because I was like where I was in the moment, mm -hmm. specifically in creation. I was like outside more, sitting on the porch, taking long walks that like helped me to be present. And my, not to say that my phone wasn't there, but was definitely less appealing when like, just even the way the light like was like, playing like in the mm. leaves and stuff on the wall mm -hmm. just was all I don't know like the beauty of the present moment you know drew me in I said being where my feet are yeah yeah okay what are we chatting about we're talking about following Jesus and this kind of this is a good segue into that yeah, because yeah. 
I uh, carpooled with Taylor to the Phoenix night last night. I wanted to ask you. I'm sure you just had insane conversation on the way home. On the way there and on the way home. Wow. It was so good. And I'm like, I love silence. I love quiet time. Yep. I, I crave it. Like, I have no issue, but I, I extended the invite and I was like, hey, you know, bus leaves at this time. Like, if you want to hop on. Yeah. And she, like, took me up on it. And it was just, like, amazing conversation there yeah. and back. And, like, wow. it was so beautiful. Like, mm. it was just great. But one thing that we talked about on the way back was... I think if you think of like the title of Q&A today and like even like the little thumbnail, we think of this idea of following Jesus versus following the world. And like, sure, we yeah. can go there. Right. But I was sharing with her because she said, like, this past year, I've just seen like a difference in you. Wow. And I said, well, I've given him more access to wow. me. And I really learned how to like form my relationship with him yeah and so like when I think of this topic I don't think of it as like Jesus versus the world and mm -hmm. who am I going to follow mm -hmm. I think of my life when I've decided to follow him and like following him blindly and then following him closely with like full trust and wow. that's just that's where that's where the distinction has been in my life is like I've chosen to follow Jesus for many years but I never really like trusted the way he was leading me it was just like i know who you are sure i'll go with it yeah instead of like i know you have something so good for me i know that like aside from you there's nothing that's like perfect or like fulfilling in my life so like where are you leading me type of thing and i think that that's where i think of my relationship of following jesus as like now i'm in this place where i want him to lead me not like lazily, not because I don't want to be in charge or don't want to be the leader, but because I truly know that he has something so good for me. Mm -hmm. it, it sounds to me like maybe you'd made a decision to follow, mm -hmm. but there, what you described as like more trust is just that you know him more. Yeah. Like you know his heart. And so that's where the trust comes from. Because how can you follow? How can you trust someone that you don't know? You blindly, I, and, yeah. and that's a huge act of faith, mm -hmm. but the, the natural progression in our discipleship and following Jesus is that we would come to know him more. Mm -hmm. And not to say that, I don't know, I'm like walking the line here. I do think trust gets easier when you know him. Yeah. Even when scary or, jarring things happen, suffering happens. It's like, wow, this, this hurts. Oh my God, this is not what I would choose for myself, but I know you, God, mm -hmm. I know you love me more than I love myself. I know you have a good plan for me and that you're not distant or disinterested, that um, nothing escapes you. And so even the timing of this, even, um, this suffering, even this thing that I wouldn't choose for myself, I know that you're in it mm -hmm. and I know that you love me. And so even if it's painful, you're going to bring good out of it. And not just at the end, at the finish line, but you're going to bring good out of me and in our relationship through this hard thing. I only got there though. Yeah. By following him in the first place. Wow. So yeah. I don't try to like, diminish totally. that I chose to follow him. I just didn't have the tools. I mm. didn't see the finish line. I didn't get it. I didn't yeah. get what following him was. Yeah. I was just like, all right, Lord, like I'm in it with you. <laughs> like, let's do it. Fine. Yeah. But now because of that, yes. And because of like that decision that I have to make over and over again, because following him is not easy. Yeah. I've gotten to this place. So I don't want to say that I had to have it figured out. And I, totally. and like, I don't want to diminish the choice to follow him, even when we don't have all the answers, even when we don't know if it's going to work or if we don't believe that our lives can truly be transformed. I mean, in a way, it's braver. The initial yes is braver mm -hmm. because you don't know him mm -hmm. yet. Like, it really is an act of faith, yeah. blind trust to say, yeah, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to give you my whole life, even though I have no idea what that's going to look like. Yeah. I have this book of promises, your word, but I haven't read it yet. <laughs> And mm -hmm. I don't know if I trust the person who wrote it yet, mm -hmm. but you give that yes. And suddenly now there's grace. I mean, there's grace to even say the initial yes. We can't do anything apart from his grace. Everything is a response. Um, 
to God's invitation. But yeah, that natural progression, I think, is so beautiful. But the that's not to take away. I'm glad you said that. That doesn't take away from the initial courage uh, of the first yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Megan said, what a distraction step. Begrudgingly following versus the childlike security to be led. Yeah. Yeah. It's the security for sure. Yeah. Aubrey said, I'm imagining like staying close to a tour guide to mm -hmm. listen closely and keep up versus barely following behind just because you're there. Wow. I think of following, Lonnie says, as trusting that he has led me here where I am and he will make sure I don't stray. Yeah, he will make sure I don't stray. What's Lexi say? Hi, Lex. I heard once that sometimes in the beginning it looks like putting a blindfold on and running in trust. But I think you are right, BD. Trust gets easier as time goes on because he is so good loving us and being with us. Yeah, it's not to say it's not so scary. I, I pulled Taylor aside last night. I'm like, Taylor, I need you to pray for me. I'm Did like, you? yeah, I was like, I'm a little bit thrown about this thing. I got some bad news today mm -hmm. and feeling stressed. And I just want to have trust. Like, I just want to believe. And mm -hmm. I do believe that God is in this. And actually, it's going to be for my good. But she, she's so beautiful. Thanks, Taylor. She was like, I think you just, you just found out about that today. I think it's okay to be sad. I was like, you said that in your talk. I literally had already written it in my talk. Beth, that blew my mind yeah, where yeah. I'm like, why am I not grieving things that hurt me or upset me? Totally. And like, totally. wow. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus wept, you guys. He knew he was going to raise Lazarus and he wept. I'm still not over last night. I'm not yeah. over it. What? Yeah. I'm like, I need to pray. I need like a holy hour wow. just for like literally jesus told me last this morning as i reflected on i had i got home and i had a conversation i never expected to have wow. about something that i felt silly mm -hmm. or shameful yeah. to still be bothered by it yep. or thinking that it's just the way it's going to be and i got home and i didn't even initiate a conversation wow. like it was so beautiful this morning the lord said like that mattered to me whoa yeah like let's that let's go through it whoa. and it was just like i'm so not over it it was so good steph we've talked about this before mm -hmm. but the lord honors us mm -hmm. he honors us it's it's so hard to get your mind around that that things that matter to us actually matter more to him mm -hmm. than they do to mm -hmm. us mind-blowing and that he hurts with us yes. he doesn't want us to have this hard yes. sad frumpy life like he wants joy for us frumpy life yeah i feel that i don't want a frumpy life either he doesn't want it for you it's hard isn't it though i mean like because the cross is so beautiful and there's there's purification there's intimacy there's there's a purity of love available in suffering that sometimes I'm like, I'm okay, Lord. Like, I, I don't know how to explain that. I think especially as Catholics, like we can really, we can get into the theology of suffering. We can really like go all in on embracing the cross and the Lord loves that. But also I think he's like, he's also very lighthearted, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. He doesn't yeah. want us to stay there. Like he resurrected, guys. Well, and I, I think this, maybe this distinction that I'm making here is that it does all come down to intimate relationship, to yeah. following the good shepherd very closely, to following Jesus the way very closely. Because in some moments, in some seasons, like the, the nuance is there that he's laughing in the midst of mourning. And there are times that in your joy, he's he's crying because it's pure but you can only like become aware of those distinctions in the intimate relationship like eye contact with him close enough that you can like feel his breath on your ear when he whispers otherwise you might miss it that's how closely we want to walk with him yeah mary green says right now following jesus for me looks like being closer and closer to him but going further into deep darkness and isolation with him Dude. He is growing brighter and clearer, but I'm so blind to my life and what to do in this world. Yeah. Mary, you should read. Have you read um, The Fulfillment of All Desire, Fire Within? 
um, interior castle. I mean, you're talking about like a purgation of your senses. These things are all like very normal in the spiritual life, mm -hmm. uh, but I, not many people take the Lord up on it because in some ways it is very counterintuitive. Um, but he's so not intimidated by darkness. Like he wants to yes. go there with yeah. you and bring light. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it's both, right? Like we have our own darkness, but there's a darkness, like the closer we come to God, there's just an incomprehensibility of who he is. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's counterintuitive that we draw closer to the Lord and like we become like more darkened. We're more blind, but in a way can see more clearly. It's insane. What What is this? What is the Lord? Who is he? That's what I want to know. Lauren says, I have been really struggling with trusting lately as my anxiety has been through the roof. I know in my heart, Jesus is with me and my heart trusts him, but sometimes I struggle to get my body to feel the same. Yeah. So weird sounding to say it that way, but that's the feeling. I don't think that's weird. It's not weird at oh. all. I can relate to that very deeply. Yeah, so. it. I, I didn't experience physical mm. and I don't want to say anxiety because I I don't want to diagnose myself yeah. but like this physical um response yeah. to feeling anxious until like my last pregnancy mm. after my last pregnancy and it totally I knew Jesus was near I mm. knew he was close but I couldn't help the physical response my body was giving and so that's not to say that Jesus isn't as close as he should be, or you're doing something wrong. Like we are soul body combos. Like we have physical responses to things. Yeah. And, you know, we can ask the Lord to heal us from those things. We can mm -hmm. go to therapy, go, you know, get some help to help with those, you know, to get the tools that you need for, for help with that. But understanding that Jesus is as close as he could ever be. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah, I've been on a little journey with anxiety for probably the past year. Um, and I think the Lord is really in that mm -hmm. and is speaking to me very deeply through it. Um, he's asking me to pay attention to my body and honoring. Yeah, I'm not I'm not OK with this. I don't actually like this. This doesn't sit right with me. He's He's showing me how my anxiety in a way is revealing like a deep desire of my heart or um it's like cluing me in in terms of discernment like that i don't want to go in this direction or that's not what i'm being called to and i'm not trying to over spiritualize that certainly there are there's clinical anxiety and and that's probably not what i'm describing um but it's been new for me and and it is a very jarring experience to have deep faith and trust and feel God with you. And then your body is like flipping out. But body and soul are a unity, the catechism says. And so just want to encourage you, if you're not already, just to tell Jesus, uh, my body feels crazy. I feel out of control. I have adrenaline coursing through my body and I'm like, my blood is like ice, like talk to him about the honest feeling of it. Um, so that's just one kind of way yeah. to bring him more deeply into that experience. I see like a, a few people in the comments yeah. saying like, I know exactly what you mean. Like mm -hmm. you're not alone. Yeah. We, we've, we've, we know how to talk to the Lord about this or we've yeah. already approached him about it. Yeah. And just like give yourself time. You know, yes. it's not something that you can wish away. Obviously, nobody wishes it on themselves to have this anxiety or have this whatever case it may be. And so just give yourself time, but seek healing because the Lord does want to heal you. Yeah. You know, so. Okay, Jen, I'm dying that you said this. I love that um, I heard St. Therese loved her weakness because she knew it created the space for her to need Jesus. What? I rebuke my weakness. Um, would love to love my weakness. Yeah. It's, it's so true. It's so true. No. It's so easy for me to say that to other people when they're like, I'm insecure. I'm anxious. I'm like, I can't do it. I'm like, oh, you're in the perfect place. Like Jesus wants to, Jesus wants to use that. 
He wants to be more to you. Okay, Steph, I don't know about you, but I'm thinking it's about that time. We're going to head on over to the app. Um, YouTube gals, Facebook gals, we would love for you to join us on the Blessed Is She app for the rest of the conversation. I have some pretty exciting things to share. I already left you a voice memo. I'm going to talk about following Jesus over on the app. So we'll see, see you soon. next week. See you on the app in oh, two sorry. minutes. See you in one second. That's oh. what I meant to say. Bye. <laughs> hey, gals. Okay. Okay. Yesterday, I was leaving Mass. Do you remember this? And I just, I just saw this statue of Jesus, the good shepherd outside the parish. I see it every day, but I don't notice it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, and I kind of put together the Holy Spirit sort of drew together these like ponderings of my heart recently. I've been thinking about how in the gospels, when Jesus invites someone to become a disciple, he says, follow me. And I think I, I read that sort of one dimensionally. I read that as a moment frozen in time of Jesus just inviting you into relationship with him. But seeing Jesus as good shepherd and, and coming to know his heart as good shepherd over the past two years, I would say, and the delight that it brings him, how his heart is so moved, especially like his pure masculine heart, like wants to lead, you know? He's so trustworthy and he like wants to handle it. Seeing the good shepherd, that that his words, the word like came to my mind, follow me. And I just, it's like I realized for the first time that he's he is constantly inviting me to follow him. It's a constant invitation. Every day he's saying, follow me. And I think in particular, what was kind of blowing my mind, and I left to you gals that voice memo, was it's not only in a practical way that he's inviting me to follow him, like go here, talk to this person, do that task. And the Holy Spirit's so practical. He loves to help with those things. But I felt the invitation to a, a deeper interior following. Uh, I, I felt him asking me to follow him rather than following, following my own feelings mm. or following my own logic and reasoning. Mm. Like instead of thinking about things, he's really, especially since we did that Bible study on James, I am becoming very aware of my thoughts. The gospel on Sunday, mm -hmm. he's saying, what do you think? What's your opinion? Thoughts really matter. James chapter three, thoughts are, are the, well, the tongue is the rudder. They like determine our direction, but really everything kind of comes back to what we think about it. And uh, so I feel this invitation from the Lord. It's like a new level of following. He's saying, follow me, follow my voice, follow my word over your thoughts and feelings. Mm -hmm. And that feels like a level up, you know, that is like life hack. Yeah. But do you see what I mean? Like, it's not just in the doing following him. Yeah. It's in, it's in here following yeah. him, you yeah. know? I mean, yeah. When he called the disciples, like they didn't ask like, mm -hmm. okay, am I, how long is this going to be? What are, you know, what are the conditions? Yeah. What are we going to yeah. say? What are we going to do? What do you need of me? Like, what should I bring? They just dropped their nets. They didn't even bring anything. Yeah. And it's so hard. I don't, as a wife and mother, I really struggle with not trying to come up with a plan. Mm. And I desire to be led by my husband. And But sometimes, and this is my relationship with the Lord too, sometimes I think I have a better plan. Sometimes yeah. I think that my approach is going to be the best way. Yes. And it's not. It's not always like that. And the Lord has really like invited me mm. to let go. Like, just let go of the way yeah. I've followed him, the way I've been, like, my conditions of being a wife and a mom. Like, he's yeah. like, just let that go. I'm going to, like, teach you. It's not too late. Yes. To learn how to follow me, how to follow my way of love, like we're seeing here in the comments. Like, he is constantly, like, he's so good that he continues to reveal himself to us mm. in a new way. Yeah. Like, he doesn't. 
like when people have an encounter with Jesus, like they come as they are, we come as we are, but we don't leave that way. Yeah. It's just, it's, we don't stay that way. We don't stay yeah, that yeah. way. We don't go back and yeah, try yeah. It. it doesn't work. Like we, nothing will sustain us, you know? And so I think of like wanting to truly be led it means I have to let go. I have to be empty. I have to have mm-hmm. nothing that I'm holding on to. Yeah not even my plans, not even my logic, nothing. Yes. Like it has to be the Lord. He literally says, I am the way. Like he will show us, he will guide us. He will be the way for us. Yes. I don't want to have to do it on my own anymore. I mean, can, I'm tired. Can we just, amen. <laughs> can we just talk about that? I am the way. Mm-hmm. And listen, I've, I've said this in Teachable Tuesday. I'm sure your pastor has said this. We, we know this, but it's not a path. It's a person. We're not following a map and, and, and even like the navigating of the, that hike or, or those backwood, like that's not even up to us because there is no path. The path is a person. Mm-hmm. I just, I just, I just contradicted myself, but you know what I meant. <laughs> you know what I meant. The path is a person. Mm-hmm. So we don't, we don't get to see where we're going. I love that, that Psalm. Uh, thy word is a lamp unto my feet mm-hmm. and a light to my path. Mm-hmm. But first it's, it's just the very next step. Yeah. You literally only see. Yeah. Right in front of you. Uh, a lamp to my feet. It's like, it's just a little circle mm-hmm. around your feet. You're not seeing, you're not seeing much. Try walking with a flashlight in the woods. It's a whole thing. You're just, what, what am I stepping on? I don't know. Aubrey said, I'm go with the flow, but what time does the flow start? Aubrey, you silly kids. That is, yeah. So we like try to, like, every once in a while, like, do surprises for the kids. Sweet. We cannot tell my six year old that we have even, and we can't even say, we have a surprise for you today. Oh, no. What time is a surprise? What do I need to bring? No. Are we almost there? Where is it going to be at? Who's going to be there? And I'm just like, I have told her so many times, like, just love that you don't have to come up with it. Oh, no, like, I would die. If you said to me, Beth, I have a surprise for you, I would be. Yeah, I you can't tell. It. I'm sure you guys, are, you can relate. Like, you can't tell a kid that. You can't say, you know, we're going to go do something. What are we going to go do? Yeah. But I'm like, just, you get to not, you get to just follow. But like, it's, yeah. a, I'm the same way with the Lord. Okay, but what is it? Because I think intellectually i think especially as moms it's like yeah i'm tired i want to follow but then it comes down to actually following and we're like no thanks no. <laughs> like, i have a plan B. Is that? that is what we call cognitive dissonance like there, there is a disconnect there like yeah, yeah. I, what was i i was looking at this little baby last night rocking this little baby at the night and mm-hmm. i was like what a life you know what a life mm-hmm. just carted around loved I'm staring at this Fed baby. On I've, I've never met this baby before. I'm like in love with this baby. Mm-hmm. Just like looking at his beautiful face. I'm like, this is like looking into the face of God right now. Mm-hmm. This is incredible. What is it like to be that little baby? Well, the Lord would like me to know what it's like to be that little baby. But I'm like, I'm I'm trying to figure things out. Amazing. I can't even receive it, yeah. even though I want it. What is that? What is that self-reliance like in our bones? Mm-hmm. We don't want to follow a person. We want to follow a path, you know, mm-hmm. the path. We want to follow the path. I'm not good with maps. I'm not good with directions. I'm that person that's like, I got to turn it down because I'm trying to look at the GPS. But we I trust our GPS so much and we don't know where we're going. Well, if you're a Wazer, you have good reason to trust. Always let me down once, you know, but have forgiveness. Yeah, I mean, I've used it again. <laughs> have mercy on ways. <laughs> okay, Megan said, we'll never get over how Jesus recreated the call down to the tiniest detail for Peter in such a tender, personal way after Peter fell. And then took Peter so much further. He's constantly doing the same for us in new, detailed, personal, deeper ways and patterns. We'll recognize. Patterns. Here That's we go. That's so true. Like, he just wants to go deeper with us. Yeah. Okay, listen, can we talk about patterns? Megan knows. Megan, you knew. You knew you were baiting me with that word patterns because this is like my life with the Lord always, but especially right now. The Lord is so kind to, to give us these patterns. And, and this isn't a Beth thing. This is a Bible thing. <laughs> Jesus uh, sets up covenants and then fulfills them. 
and, and recreates, right? He's recreating Peter's call. He's calling to mind. He's saying like, remember when you said yes, remember when you fell in love with me. And I think it's so important to remember our personal salvation history with the Lord. And so we begin to recognize those patterns, those signal graces that deeply mean something to us. It's a language between you and the Lord alone. And you know you can trust him because you've trusted him before and he came through. So the more we become familiar with these patterns, like the Lord's giving us to follow the path person analogy. These are like signposts along the way. Like, okay, here's how I first encountered you. For me, like Hosea 2 was, was a scripture that I, I understood that Jesus was calling me apart through that scripture as a high school student. Then when I moved to Flagstaff and I'm in a new city, I don't know anybody. I'm at a new parish. I'm feeling very isolated. That, that word like echoed over me. I will allure her. I will call her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her. And that, that verse was the banner over that season of my life. And even now it looks different, but there's, there's a, there's a deepening of that word, a new dimension of that word in my life today. But I recognize the voice calling. I recognize again that he's alluring me into the mm. wilderness to come out alone into something that like there aren't a lot of other people doing this thing that the Lord and I are doing. And yet I'm following his way. He's speaking tenderly to me. And I know I can follow him because we've walked this pattern, this path mm. before. Beth, you're always on the move with the Lord. Me? Yeah. I'm just listening to what you're saying. Like, it's always like a coming, drawing you somewhere. Oh, yeah. allure. Like, he's constantly inviting you to move. Totally. It's very Song of Songs, my relationship with the Lord, all of our relationships with the Lord. But in a particular way, this, like, spousal intimacy, mm -hmm. like, my spirituality is very much like Jesus, the bridegroom, of him, like, alluring me, wooing me drawing me to come out of myself, falling in love with him, and then him pulling back. So I'll come. It's so good. So good. It's like a dance, you know? Ooh. Yeah, so good. Leda says, I remember the day I reverted. I decided mm -hmm. to follow him. Wow. Then I learned that it was a daily momentous, momentous choice. I've been through so much that I can't imagine how it would be without following him. That's it. It involves total surrender. Surrendering, surrendering while you're following him is the only way. Yeah. The moments I have felt the most peace was when I was surrendered on my knees and followed him. Yeah. I just, I want to like demystify the word surrender because I don't think it's, I mean, it is blind in a way, but, but he's looking right. You're so close, like forehead to forehead. He's asking you to walk with him. He's not saying, I'll meet you mm -hmm. over there, you know? It's almost like, I don't know, for me personally, and I, I pray very imaginatively, like the Lord speaks to me in images, but he's always just like holding my hand while we're walking, you know? Or even to come back to the good shepherd, like he's got the shepherd's crook and he's like keeping us on the, like, oh, over here, <laughs> here you go, you know? Yeah. I, with me, I just, he rests with me. We're always sitting and just like, what? Yeah. It's the best. Wow. Yeah. Now that you say that, I see what you're saying now because that feels very different for you. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't always move with the Lord. Now I have to think about this. <laughs> we'll watch it back. We'll play it back. I, I, I got, I couldn't put it into words of yeah. like what my posture was with the Lord until the well. Until the well mentorship when I prayed in my garden and I was like, oh, we're, we're not doing anything. Wow. We're sitting under this big tree. Yeah. It's the best. But wow. following Jesus, guys, he does tell us, like, whoever wishes to come after me must deny themselves, take up yes. their cross and follow me daily. Yeah. Like the day, like emphasis on That's the daily. It. Follow me daily. Yeah. 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 Wow. That was good stuff. You just pulled that scripture out. It's one of my faves. Wow. Because it's a reminder for me. Like you can't, it's not just a one and done. We just, yeah. can't just like, I'm trying to say this in a nice way. We don't just get to proclaim him as the king and then live our lives however we want. Yeah. Yeah. It's a daily invitation that he calls us to. Yeah. And I wanted to say something when we were talking, when you were talking about remembering mm. two things, one, 10 out of 10 recommend reading a, um, a father who keeps his promises. 
by Spahan. It's all about covenants and all about remembering what the Lord has done and mm -hmm. his, how he's been faithful and how he's kept his promises to us. Mm -hmm. So 100 out of 10 recommend reading a father who keeps his promises. But second thing, and I read this in um, Jesus and the Jewish roots of the Passover, mm -hmm. of the Eucharist. Eucharist. Yeah. And this idea of remembering, like it, and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, this, our body needs to be involved in this relationship yes. with the Lord. And how do we remember? Yeah. We participate in the Eucharist. We participate. We are in, we are brought into remembrance of that, that moment where Jesus gave himself and promised mm. to be with us forever. And this idea of remembrance is we are being united. We are being brought back into that membership of his family, of mm -hmm. his body, yeah. of the body of Christ. And we only get to do that when we regularly receive him, when we mm -hmm. pray the prayers of remembrance, where we go into the church and receive his body. And that is a physical way that we are able to remember yes. what he's done for us and remember that he's with us in the dark times, in the times where we feel anxious, in the times where we don't know how we're even trusting him and following him, but he invites us to and we do it. And that's just the grace that comes with the Eucharist. Whoa. Yeah. Dude. That remem remember, mm -hmm. remembrance, Eucharist, that's very deep. Yeah. It's so, it changed my. Do this in remembrance. Yeah. If you're going to remember, if you want to remember me, do this. Yeah. It changed my, like, view wow. on mass and receiving communion. Yeah, like, yeah. I just. I, I, did, I never thought I would want to go to mass. Mm. I thought I would just do it out of obedience for the rest of my life because it wow. was boring, because it was just yeah. whatever. And I have a desire to be at mass now yes. that, thanks, God, like, thank you yeah. that you gave me that because I you gave me the truth about what I'm doing there. This is the thing. Our appetites are so... They've been so twisted. Mm -hmm. They've been so dulled. We just, you know, this is a Christopher Westism, but we're just so used to fast food that we don't even want like nourishing, rich, celebratory food. Cause, cause we're just like, we're sick from, from the diet of the world, like from a fast food culture. And it's, it's counterintuitive again, but like if you want to love Jesus in the Eucharist more, if you want to love mass more, go more, mm -hmm. even when it's not like hitting, mm -hmm. even when you don't get it. And I've experienced this. I've been going to daily mass now for three years. Thanks be to God. I cannot believe it. It has changed my life to go to daily mass. Mm -hmm. I am like, what took me so long? But I entrust that to the, to God's mercy and providence that it was in his right time. But starting to go to day i dream about mass it is the thing i i dream about the most consistently is mass my life is lived every day at 6 30 in the morning it's it's the only thing that matters. i don't know how to explain how it has changed everything about my life to go to daily mass to receive jesus in the eucharist every day life-changing wow yeah in a meditation, I saw Jesus dying on the cross and I was touching his foot. He said, come closer. And I asked how, because I was already touching his foot. And I felt yes. him say, come close to my sacred heart. Jen, listen, <laughs> listen, listen. I walked in the church last night. You're just this, mm, so beautiful. I walked in the church last night. I was going to work on my talk before our Phoenix revival. And I was just going to sit in the back. And I kind of wanted to sit by a column so that people like couldn't see me because I really needed to like look over my notes, you know. And the Lord was like, come here. I was like, what? Okay. And I literally just went and just like knelt and sat like right up against the first pew. And literally people were in there setting up. No one saw me. No one said anything to me. And yet I got to be like right there. He, his default is for us to come close. Mm -hmm. It's the desire of his heart that we would come closer mm -hmm. and closer and closer and closer. It's insane. Insane. He's so generous. Yeah, Renee says the supernatural is, is not spoken about enough of what's ha what is happening at Renee, mass. let me tell you, yesterday, the sweetest thing ever at Daily Mass, shout out to Father Gabe at Our Lady of Mount Carmel. He said um, that we should ask our guardian angels 
to help us to tap into the supernatural that's happening at mass because we can't perceive it with our human mm -hmm. eyes, but our guardian angel can pray for us to perceive what's happening supernaturally, spiritually at the mass. I was like, Ooh. pro tip, Father Gabe. Trying it. Yeah, isn't that cool? Yeah, I just close my eyes sometimes. Mm -hmm. But then I have like a kid kicking me and I'm like, oh shoot, what's yeah. happening? Yeah. Carrie, okay. I want to read okay. what you're saying because relatable. I'm in your I'm in your shoes. Mm -hmm. We are you're not alone. Yeah. I'm not in a circumstance where I can attend daily mass right yeah. now. Though I have gone as my schedule and circumstances permitted in the past. Mm -hmm. At this time, I have never wanted to go to daily mass more, wow. praying that I will have the opportunity again in the future. What a grace that you have the desire. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I think even the name daily mass can be a bit intimidating. When I say that, I, I mean, I am going to mass daily, but I just want to encourage anyone who's feeling that um, curiosity, like, what are you talking about? Just to go to, to mass during the week one time, mm -hmm. that's a daily mass. So I think even receiving him one more time, you're doubling. It's exponential. So mm -hmm. I'm like, you can't really say that. It doesn't, it's. The limit does not exist. The limit does not exist. <laughs> kingdom economics, kingdom math is like so abundant but imagine if you could just go one more time as your schedule and circumstances permit but i mean i would i would just tell the lord i desire to go to daily mass just even one more time during he the knows week, and he'll help you he knows carrie you can also make spiritual communions megan is a big devotee devotee of making spiritual communions um me too. It's just, my jam right yes, now. Yes, just unite that desire with Jesus on the cross. Like he's longing for you. You're longing for him. You can meet. I that prayed, longing is a meeting place. I prayed for a spiritual communion yesterday, right before mm -hmm. benediction. So can you just stay with me? Whoa. Yeah. He knows Carrie. Mm -hmm. And you can be very specific and say, mm -hmm. Lord, can you help me or can you make a way so I can go to daily yeah. mass once this week or next week? Yeah. And can you change the circumstances just one time? Or he'll, and he'll do it. And maybe he won't because he doesn't, he's not limited by how many times you go to daily mass, right? Yeah. He, he will encounter you in your circumstance. And that's okay. I think, some again, it's just that letting go. Mm. That letting go of our. Yeah, it's not up to you. Our approach. Yeah, yeah. you just tell him you want to go. That's it. Okay, Leda said, last Saturday I had a dream. I dreamt of a procession, and when the Eucharist was passing by our sides, I asked one of our kids to look at Jesus. He was there. The priest looked back at me, and a tear fell. He smiled, and he spoke to my heart, like saying he is mine about my son. You are mine, referring to me. Like he's saying you get it. The next day I couldn't go to Mass, and he reminded me I was with wow. him the night before. Wow. I was silenced. How beautiful. Megan said, I'm homesick today, and Jesus reminded me that I could catch a streaming mass 30 minutes oh, total. That's cool. And it was such a gift. Realize I can probably do that most days. I can. That's amazing, so. Megan. What a grace. Yeah, that's awesome. How sweet. Pray for it, Leda. She'd love to go to daily mass one day. Yeah. Oh, Lonnie. She said, I've never been sorry I went to any mass, no matter how resistant I was to begin with. That's yeah, so true. Yeah. So Jesus is always there. A guaranteed encounter with Christ. Mm -hmm. Nothing beats that. Megan, wow. I can't even handle how few times in the history of the church people, religious saints, could receive Holy Communion. I'm just like, I don't want to start crying. I just feel very tender about this. But like, and I'm, I'm talking to myself because, like, I show up late, I sleep, whatever. I'm, I'm a mess about daily mass. Not a mess. Rebuke Jesus. Sorry about that. Mm -hmm. I'm, the Lord's invited me to deeper uh, devotion and more intentional prayer in daily mass. Like, he's my one thing. And he's asked me to make daily mass my priority, sole singular priority in my day and in my life. And I, it's just like... I've, sometimes I find myself feeling kind of casual in mass. Mm. And then I did this last night too in adoration. Like I can kind of slip into like, yeah, like a familiarity, you know? And I just found myself saying like, oh, that's God. How, how can I even make sense of that? That God 
is totally present to me and, and condescends, hides beneath a veil of bread and wine and wants mm. to be one with me, one flesh with me in the Eucharist, how can I even begin to understand that? But, but just that, I have a couple of little like catchphrases that help draw me in. One is like, that's God, like that's him right there. Another is, this is the most important day of my life. This is the most important moment of my life when I'm receiving Holy Communion. Um, yeah, just pray for that. Pray for it and pray for me to have a, a deeper devotion to the Eucharist. Yeah, that's it, Megan. He keeps humbling himself out of love. We do take access to the Eucharist for granted so easily. That's what I'm, Megan, thank you for always hearing my heart and like understanding me. Thank you. I used to work at a parish for like nine years. And then I worked at a school where there was a chapel mm -hmm. and I always had Jesus feet away from me. Yeah. Like yards. Yeah. And I never, I feel, I wish I could go back and be like, and spend every, like Dude. every extra second I had in the chapel. Dude. And I didn't. Yeah. And now that I don't have access in my workspace to the chapel, I'm just like, Lord, I just want to go hang what out with I you doing? so bad. Yeah. What was I doing? I'm the same. I worked in a parish for 11 years. And like I had a holy hour, but it's not the yeah yeah. Spoil. I was spoiled. I was sweet, but you know what? I don't even think God really minds that because He's like, "Hey, you're my kids." I don't know. I literally was like, "How did I not combust? Yeah. Like, how am I still combust. here?" <laughs> anyway, guys, let's follow Jesus today and every day. Let's take up our cross daily. Today is the day that we can take up our cross and follow him. Trust him. I just want to, I want to like hear his voice, like tickling my ear. Like mm -hmm. I want to be that close, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. I would ask for, you know, your next time in prayer to have the Lord show you mm -hmm. what you need to get rid of, what you need Whoa. to let go of to follow him deeper, closer, better. Yeah. Um, and he'll reveal that to you. He'll like highlight it. What is that thing that's holding me back from following you today? Usually it's ourselves, but he'll be very specific about it. I keep going back to that prayer practice that Taylor introduced to us in prayer room. Heads up, prayer room on the app tomorrow. It's a first Wednesday, so Allie will be with us leading prayer. That's at 1 p.m. Mm -hmm. Eastern. Cannot wait. Last month's prayer room. I, I am not being hyperbolic. It changed my life. Taylor taught us this prayer practice of asking the Trinity uh, each person of the Trinity to tell us a truth. Uh, really, first of all, to ask the Lord to reveal a lie that we're believing, mm -hmm. and then to ask each person of the Trinity to uh, tell us the truth. It's insane. I've used it uh, nearly every day. And she kind of, that's how she set it up where these two religious sisters and ones that I've been doing this every day. And it's become like a daily practice, a nearly daily practice for me. Like, I can't believe how often I'm like, oh, I'm aware by the grace of God, like something's not right here in my thoughts and I'm following my own thoughts, but I don't think those are right. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask the Trinity. Anyway, it changed my life. Why am I telling you that? Except that I want you to come to prayer room. There's another reason for it. You want the Trinity to tell you something? Yeah. Well, I think just as you were saying, like talking about following and what's preventing us from following. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. I wonder, I don't know. I'll lose friends. Um, I, I don't, you wanna, will. I don't want to progress further than my husband or, or my family. I'm the only one. This is, I, I don't know what your thing is. Anyway, that it could be a way to pray with that. Following Jesus, you will lose friends, but he'll give you more friends. He'll give you friends that are on the same path. You'll See, have to so get, hardcore about stuff like that. Like you will, you'll lose friends. You like, will. Oh my gosh. I just want to. It's, and when I look back at my own life, that's been true. He consoles. But it hasn't been. There are times it's painfully. There's been a painful break. But I think more often than not, there's just kind of like a. Yeah, it was like a season. And like those friendships just aren't as lasting or deep, you know? As, yeah. Yeah. They don't endure. I think when, when you know what the prize is, it's easier to let go. Mm. And so. Yeah, you, you you probably will lose friends. You'll probably be the black sheep of your family. You'll probably second guess everything. You'll probably have FOMO and think that like you don't get to live life the way everyone else does. Why are you pointing at me? Oh, it was oh the ahead. door. 
But he's like gonna give us something so much better. Yeah, I mean, he is better. It is, it's him. He's better. Know? There's, there's, to whom else should we go, Lord? There's nothing else. There's nothing there's else. No one else. Yeah. All okay. right. Whoa. Guys, thanks for hanging. I love you. We pray for you all the time. We love doing this with you. I'm gonna be back with you in 59 minutes. To, wow. To pray midday prayer. Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait. Steph, thanks for sharing. Thank you guys. Thanks for being here. We're praying for you. Yeah, pray. Let's let's pray for each other. Okay, see you soon. Bye. Bye.